0: It's the clearest of nights when the stars shine underneath the glow of the moon.
1: That you realize that feeling inside of you exists.
0: That there's more to life than the way you have been living it.
1: If only a flicker of light that reminds you of the truth that burns inside of you.
0: We all exist and come from the same seven stars that make up the me, the we, and And the us.
1: We are the road to remind you of this and hold your hand as you walk home. It's when you finally start to realize, to see with clarity that there is an entire game taking place that's one of light. It's that first meeting, that knowing deep inside, when you enter into the game again of betrayal and trust. It's the age-old game that some could call light and dark, or the war on truth, of the only reality that ever was, but beyond what your mind could ever comprehend and understand, past the linear moment of now, a beautiful state of being existed that preceded the earth you know now. Then it happened, with not enough words to share, or have the complexity to even explain it for you to compute, but the imagery says it all. It's the Christmas Day present that is wrapped so beautifully, and you felt it was the new video game. But when you open it up, you see it's just the same old bike that everyone has. So you do what you were told to do. You listened. You learned. You followed the rules of the world, just like riding a bike. And never questioned the knowing you had when you were young, that you swore up and down that that gift wasn't a bike. You felt it. You knew inside, no matter what the present was under the tree looked like, you felt it to be a video game. And here's the trickery, the masterness of this all, that it was in fact a video game, but it was switched to a bike in the middle of the night to make you doubt and fear and be hesitant for the rest of your life, that what you felt was wrong. And that's the story in a nutshell of the birth of what is taking place now, For those who don't feel are getting checkmated left and right by the light. The players who say they want it, but are playing an unconscious game. Once that we call the game within the game of it all. But don't you see? That's the beauty of this all. When you feel, when you trust, and when you see beyond the physical, you see how everything is an illusion to get you to believe in the bike versus knowing It was a video game all along. All along, don't you see? You have been listening and trusting the rapping of a bamboozled bike when right from the beginning you were always a light who knew and felt. It's when you clung to the certainty of the bike that the mass began to fall down. For everyone who's vulnerable, accountable, and real begins to feel, and that's the superhero power of the new. And no matter who you are, there is nothing you can do to stop the force field of the light that heals themselves and lives fully from feeling. Because we know. We feel you in our back, we feel your tr- human triangle, and we see you trying to suck the light into your own chest. We feel your words and even when they don't add up, we do not judge. We do not care because we know that exactly when it needs to unfold, it will. And we will see the bike you're sitting on with the video game under your shirt and say, gigs up. You can spew the words. You can tell and sell. You can move through the spaces beyond this timeline of now. But the light is in every corner. It's in the watermark dragon. It's in the handshakes. It's in the tears. The players who hold the ruby red diamond of the queens because no one expected her to. It's the alcoholic who loved the queen and said, I'll block everything in density. Then I will leave and you will help me leave because my job here is done. But I will be the pilot, the ham that says, let me take your bags. And I will be the eagle that you see over and over and over again as the only reality we ever knew. It's the checkmates of all the players that came and said, I'll play alongside you in the creation of the new. It's all the timelines from beginning to now playing out right now. And you went into every fucking room. Every single one of you. And you altered it. You felt it. You cried. You did things that were beyond what you could even compute. But yet you trusted and you did it anyways. And then those who didn't feel found themselves at the back of a dark room with no way out until today. When the words over a loud speaker played with the music of the ballroom playing loud, when these words were shared, everything changed and reset for the first time in the creation of time. It's the hunger games of the light and the dark. And so the voice that's one of love and repel says, and so here we are, here you are, In whatever room, whatever space, you hear me. You see me everywhere. For I am everywhere, and I am you, and you are me. And when you don't feel, when you don't trust, you find yourself every single time trapped in the black hole within yourself called despair. For you search. You always do. It's what humans do for the external to save and show you that you forgot what was inside. And so you repeat the same patterns, cycles and experiences over and over and over again until you finally see, not with your eyes, but with your light. And for those who are here with me right now that feel the despair, I say, let go. And when you do, you will find us the new. And so today, right now, I release the velvet curtain and you feel it even now The emotion so deep that the queen has checkmated them all. And a group of lights just birthed the new. In a sequence of events, timelines, connections, and a boatload of trust, we busted the codes right on time. Breathe. For the truth has arrived. For those who see it and feel it now. And the plausible has become plausible. And currency, abundance, joy, and freedom arrived in density. And so the queen flies home to water and stabilize the seed of every olive tree that has grown since the first day. As planted in the creation of this all, and one by one you will all remember the seed inside of you. And when you do, you too will find your way home to the place and density that holds the codes and advancement of the new that changes everything, including eradicating disease. And so I say with the utmost respect and forever love, what a game we have all played. And to the biggest players, you know who you are to me. Checkmate. See you in the bay. Woo! So that was written um, a year ago and in true me fashion, it was downloaded May eighteenth, twenty twenty two. You know, we were in the middle of a of massive, massive um, duplication. We work, um, then obviously everybody specific layers, but that was a that was a heavy period of time of um, of trusting ourselves and just letting things flow out as they do. And so I don't feel that there could have been an a more appropriate and beautiful and truthful opening to this podcast to say hello from core food. Yeah.
0: From Greece.
1: Yeah. We're here. And what an almost week it's been. So yeah, just feel that in your body right now. Um, we're here. We're boots on the ground. Um, we're sitting in the most beautiful Airbnb with stone walls and you know the windows open and you can see the shutters and the pigeons are flying and we have the strongest fucking coffee (laughs) and I just used a bidet and it's just all these little moments that um are so beautiful and and interesting and not even external base they're just they're just delightful so we're here, we're here, we're here. And what this means for each individual being, what this means for humanity is catastrophic, really. And it's it's yet to unfold, but you're going to feel it in your own personal work. So Skylar and I just want to start off um, with the whole journey to get to Corfu. And before we do, it's just it's just feel, feel this energy because it, it, it really is, it really is a big deal. So let's start 10 months ago. Well, like actually let's just start seven years ago. Let's cliff note that for everybody. So seven years ago I awakened, um, and I would say Corfu started coming into, um, imagery. What would you say? Probably 20, 2018. I started sharing it with you.
0: I think so, around there.
1: Yeah. So 2018 is I really started seeing the imagery of um, what we had no fucking idea was Greece. We had no fucking idea it was Corfu. And we really had to trust ourselves and really just let the unfoldment of this all all play out. Is In my work specific, specifically, Corfu was such, um, such a big player for me to grid this in to get to this point and i just want skylar to talk a little bit about it cuz he was he was beside me and he was really um, a big pillar in in the trust of all of this to let this all unfold about how we never knew what it what it was and then it started to appear
0: well really the first imagery that we ever got was the cobblestone streets
1: yeah you're right it was
0: that that, that was essentially yeah. it so it's like, you'll understand when you guys, when you reach the cobblestone or sitting on the cobblestone streets, I think is kind of roughly how. Yeah, there was
1: a saying that came through and it said on those cobblestone streets. You will look back and say, I would do it all over again just to get to today. And that was, that was probably, you're, you're correct. That was the first thing as we saw Call that, that could be anywhere.
0: I mean, that, that could be anywhere. Yeah. But that's really has been a consistent theme yeah. throughout the last year. And I know that has years, happened. Years, That has yeah. been in there for other people. It's not even just been for us. Yeah. So like there's, that's where it started from. Mm-hmm. And just trusting that like, okay, when we get to that point, Mm-hmm And we'll know it because we'll feel it that it'll all make sense. Mm -hmm. And we look back on things like, wow, it really wasn't all that hard. I'm so happy to be right where I am right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're right. The cobblestone streets is what started it. And then people started seeing that in their own sessions and their own journeys. And so many of you guys can speak to that. You can't deny the feeling um, when that imagery presents And you know the crying and the feeling of it all and I remember it was in the early days it always be like oh you're gonna feel so much lighter you're gonna feel so much different and it's like yesterday we're walking down the cobblestone streets and I was like fuck like I'm quote unquote the heaviest I've ever been externally and the lightest I've ever been internally and it's amazing experience to realize that they were never talking about external it was always that journey back home to yourself and so the cobblestone streets started to appear. And then in the last like two, three years, then all of a sudden we started seeing like these lush trees and, and, and not just me in my work, it started going out everywhere. Everybody started seeing this in their work. And I was like, Hey, I don't even fucking know Greece. But the, the one thing I did know about Greece was Santorini where it was not lush. You know, we were starting to see a lot of in- Italian influence and in timelines you know, the same striped umbrellas, like everybody started seeing and feeling these things. And for the longest time, it was just Greece, because we had no fucking idea. And then in the in the last year and a half, um, Corfu presented itself, the name Corfu. And now that we're here, and we've only saw like, you know, 1% of it, it's like, oh my god, it's exactly how we remember it. It's exactly how the timelines presented it. Um, you know, Corfu is an in- Italian influence. So, that that journey was just mind-blowing to have to trust in this imagery of a place that we didn't know if it even fucking existed outside of what we were seeing inside of ourselves.
0: Well, exactly. And then we even have, have to even throw out there even more trust with everything because um, 10, 11 months ago, yeah. our, our lease came up on the place that we were staying.
1: At and, our house, yeah. And
0: like egoic, people that have I don't want to say not everyone but with that little bit of ego that everyone kind of like exists within everyone we're like okay cool that means we're going to Corfu right Mm -hmm. away like we're oh for sure you and I thought we're leaving our house we're checking out on like the 31st and we're like landing in Corfu on the first yeah this is awesome this is amazing linear linear what a great journey this is gonna be (laughs) wow zero uncomfortability yeah and then zero uncomfortability and then what And then what happened is, like, we were waiting for that nudge, waiting for that intent to come up. Like, now is the time to go.
1: Yeah, it wasn't an external thing, you know, we were really waiting for that internal nudge, and I really need to emphasize that. And, And during that period of time, Skylar and I had to embody it. You know, we had to, every time that somebody asked us, like, where are you going? Why are you selling this piece of furniture? Why are you doing that? We'd be like, oh, we're moving to Greece. We're moving to Greece. And that just showed us so much. I mean, the 10 months as a whole showed us so much. But in the early days, when we were first leaving our house, to see how many people were like, awestruck, starstruck, like, it was in their someday list, like must be fucking nice. Like it was really, really honestly sad to witness telling people and them seeing like nice for them never would happen for me.
0: Yeah. That's the thing that I think people dim their own light. Yeah. Nice for them, not for me, but what was also what was great about it is how affected it, how it affected everyone in the community. Yeah. Cause I think everyone in the community was in the same boat we were, that we were leaving, we were moving out on the 31st and arriving in Greece on the 1st. (laughs) And
1: everybody was like, oh fuck.
0: And everyone was panicking and just like unsure of themselves and who they were and what they were doing and where they were going.
1: And And even yourself. you Even even myself, yeah. yeah. So
0: the 10 months I thought, I thought were great. Yeah. People really got to feel that accountability Mm -hmm. of being like, oh my God, Kay, like they're leaving. They don't know when they're leaving. Mm -hmm. But they're leaving, so then we have a little bit of time to just like process all of the information. and on the flip side of that, the thing that i've lo- I've loved and I've talked about a lot on other podcasts is the doubt and disbelief Mm -hmm. that comes from the fact that we didn't go from the 31st to the first. Yeah.
1: And, and talk about it it within yourself, because I know we had conversations right before we were leaving. You were so concerned about like disappointing people externally, what people were going to think. And that was part of your work to realize like, so what? But I'd be like, I don't fucking care what people think. I know what I'm seeing. I know what's true. I know this world isn't fake. I know that it exists in density, but what it means to us is a light. I don't know, but I know we're going. Do I know the how? I had no fucking idea as the one leading us as the ones you know doing the doing the work in the grids I had no idea the how you guys literally I just trust it in the fact that the how would unfold and I remember last summer I got a download where it's like the how is none of your business and as we moved along I feel like you really had to embrace the how not being your fucking business and and letting it just melt into it
0: I did, and I had to really like let go of it being other people's journey and just really focus on my own. Yes. And be like, okay, it doesn't really matter when you leave. Yeah. You're leaving. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how you get there, you're getting there,
1: mm-hmm. right? And relaxing into and that. relaxing
0: into that. And it doesn't really matter what other people think
1: mm-hmm. as
0: long as you think it, as long as you believe it. And that was really quite an interesting journey for me to go and on. And you
1: feel it. Yeah. Because
0: then once I, I started to really notice it and then I started to see it more in other people, mm-hmm. but it really allowed me to like, be able to like to mentor and teach from that point of view mm-hmm. because i I'd, I'd walked through and I had been it. Mm hmm. So, yeah, like the 10 months of sitting there, like waiting. I mean, I was essentially.
1: Expired.
0: Am- expired yeah. and aimless and just like doing the same thing day in, day out. But it was also neat because I got to spend 10 months saying goodbye to Kelowna.
1: Yeah. And you also got 10 months. Like, here's the thing. When we left Oakview, your name was still Scott. You hadn't, you hadn't walked into Skylar. You hadn't walked into your purpose. You couldn't even work on a body the way that you do now. You know, you weren't seeing imagery. Um, you weren't you weren't even one percent the being that's sitting across from me now. So as much as you felt expired externally, your internal, your journey home happened in these last 10 months. And that's what people need to understand is, you know, I was the pillar and working in the grids and 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 doing the we work with everybody and and doing, you know, getting getting Corfu back from duplication and, and all that stuff. while Skylar was having his walk and his journey home literally internally
0: yeah that's that's a big thing right there is yeah. maybe not a whole bunch looked on the outside like it exactly, was different. Yeah. but there were so many different things going on the inside and
1: letting go
0: and letting go and working yeah. through things and feeling things and attacking accepting things who accepting accepting things letting things yeah. go there were so many of those choices mm-hmm. that you guys have had glimpses of it um throughout the course of the podcast for the last 10 months but really yeah it didn't necessarily even look like I was doing something, but I was so busy constantly doing something on the inside.
1: Yeah. Like what's coming to me is there's that big moment when we were in the storage locker and he had a balloon from his daughter that he had given her the day that she was born. And it was still had air in it. That's 20 years ago. And I, I remember there was a big, huge session where he was like fucked up and, and then me and Becca were like, Oh my God, he has to go pop that balloon. And I remember like, that like resistance within yourself and then we were in the storage unit and you you know you came and you popped it and and that's just a cliff note story of like the things that you had to do the choices you had to do the let go that you had to do to literally come home to yourself internally because there were still those things externally that were you know causing a clog in the pipe and those 10 months changed your life they changed my life and they changed the like everyone around us life. And it changed the world's life. And, you know, there's there was always that conversation in the last 10 months, you know, um, when I would always say, like, I can't wait to have dinner at my place in Corfu and tell everybody how we got here. And the simple truth of that is, is choices. And, you know perseverance and just staying in your fucking lane you know action accountability you know we talked a lot on the podcast about my sister's wedding last summer and sitting here now it's like those small decisions 10 months ago nine months ago got us here because we stayed solid in the fact that we were going home that we were leaving so we didn't sway off of the fucking course when the wedding was pulling and and You had said, oh, yeah, could have told us, like, we got to go say goodbye or hi to people. But you were like, no, why? Why? You know, stay the course. Stay the course. Even though it ended up being nine months later that we actually physically left in density, we made choices every single day to embody that we could have been leaving tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And that just goes to, like, the 10-month journey where we, we lived out of a suitcase. Yeah. And Airbnbs. Lived out a suitcase and Airbnbs. But what we did living out a suitcase is essentially was such a great eye-opening experience for us because it allowed us to really let go go of things and not hold on to things. We changed our – I mean, I changed my whole entire wardrobe in 10 months from what I was wearing to how I'm dressing now. It's completely different. Even how I'm doing my hair is completely different in those 10 months. And we did all of that out of a suitcase because we had to start – really focusing on things and picking things
1: from a conscious uh, from, from a
0: conscious point of yeah. view, mm-hmm. you know, and all the conversations and all the talks all came from a conscious point of view on how to actually keep moving forward. So it was really, really like great in those 10 months to try and figure out, because we talked about it where it's like, you can only fit so many things in a suitcase. What are you hauling around from Airbnb to Airbnb? Mm-hmm. You know, do you need three tubes of toothpaste or can you get away with just one and buy a replacement when you need it? Those type of conversations are things that we had.
1: Well, and it really the Airbnb journey changed our lives. And, you know, uh, one of the biggest things that we've really talked about in the last few months is our journey is not your journey. And many people won't have this, um, quote unquote, extreme level. Of walking the way that we do to pave the way for you and we always say that don't make our journey your journey and you know the Airbnb from the outside might seem very glamorized and highlight real-ish but let me tell you yeah it's beautiful and it's great but on the other side of it it's not for the faint of heart and how we ran and operated in our Airbnbs was we didn't find an Airbnb and book for a month we booked for three days at a time extending it and really feeling uncomfortable like we push ourselves to the absolute limit of uncomfortability and we did it with grace and ease because we just did what was asked of us inside of us. We never did it from an egoic perspective. There was that ease because, and there still is going to be that ease because it's asked of us.
0: Yeah. I mean, it
1: comes from inside.
0: We had no idea when we were leaving.
1: No, exactly. We would just move into a place. We could
0: have got booked to say a place for a month and then found out we were leaving the next day. Mm hmm. And we didn't want that sort of like long term.
1: Well, and when that came, like September came and the off shoulder season came, and people would be like, "Oh, why don't you get a six month rental?" And not any part of our body, like it would seize up when we would go to that because we knew that we were doing that from an uncomfortable, from a searching for a comfort versus an uncomfortability. Like it was. The intent was wrong to do it. You know, yeah, we could have done it and broken our lease and left, but why were we doing it? Because we wanted that stability. Why would what we What was the reason?
0: Why would we go into the place with the intent of possibly
1: breaking a lease? Breaking like it just lease. is not who we are anymore. It's not what we're here to do, and so that whole journey was just freaking fascinating and beautiful because we really, really, really got to learn and embody what it means to live in the minutes, and that meant, you know, paying for the Airbnb every three days. The minutes and the hours and the days was our life. We weren't going past for so long three days at a time, and in the summer when we were in Airbnb peak season, we were graciously, um, you know, housed by Becca in her place. And, And it was amazing. We had Alexia and Becca sleeping in the same bed, you and I were sleeping on an air mattress, you know, in quote, unquote, the closet. And it was the best summer of our lives, because we did not want for anything. And everything was experience based, and laughter and love, and just that real joy and abundance that we had to Um, we had to walk without all the external things, you know, we lived in a beautiful house with a huge pool and, you know, six bedrooms and a fitness room and, and a view of a lake for five years. And honestly, the last summer was, was the best summer in recent time because there was no, it was all internal.
0: It really, really was for, for that simple reason. And even if we go back, even, even after, even after that summer, when we moved out, Um, so many of the difficulties that arose in our Airbnb journey was, came from thinking. Yeah. I remember the one time we were staying in an Airbnb and like, I wonder if we can make this easier for people. Yeah. You were big on that. Let's see if we can make this easier, make this simpler, like just like. Not that we were having – there was no problems. There's no problems. There Skylar no, created there was, some. <laughs> there was no problems, but let's see if we yes. can streamline this even better. This was Skylar's
1: journey. This was Skylar's dirty. So we
0: had moved to an Airbnb and we got there. Because you
1: wanted a front door. Because
0: we wanted a front door. You want essentially people to, instead of having to take an elevator up, they had to take three steps. Yeah. Like that's where – like that's how much we were trying to simplify it and you, make it easy. You. This me, is you. Yes, yes, this is me. But we got there, and let me tell you, that whole entire place was so hard. Yeah. And again, I think we had booked for a couple of days. Yeah. <clears throat> but it was so hard, and everything about it was so difficult. And it
1: felt so off.
0: That essentially, I think we wound up leaving within... Two days. Within two days. We and just, we lost
1: the cleaning fee, And yes. we lost all
0: the money in, the clean, mm-hmm. in a whole day. But that just goes to show you that like, we didn't stay there and stick... And, stick and, it out. And rough it out yeah. for the third day... In fear of, like, that lost lost money. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, this place feels wrong. Mm -hmm. This has been super, super hard. We've talked about it being super, super Mm hard. And And you owned.
1: And you owned it in your own journey. I mean,
0: everything in that place was difficult. From sitting on the couch that was, like, essentially falling apart... To even try to make a pot of fucking filtered coffee, yeah. was hard. Mm-hmm. So, so we, and, we and
1: we've had pockets of those throughout our journey that I really want to talk about because it's not really seen. You know, when we first left our house, we moved into what ended up being our most favorite Airbnb called Fuller, and it was an old vintage historical house, one bedroom, one bathroom. And I went into like literally cellular fucking shock the second that we moved in there because I'm coming from this quote unquote mansion compared to this house. And, you know, I remember crying and, and it was pulling me back to like living in my store basement and all these things. And it changed my life. Then I, I walked through it. I felt the uncomfortability. I had to sit in my fucking shit for a few days, realizing that this wasn't forever. This is what was going to change my life. And honestly, that place, you know, to the community, to um, to, to me and Skylar was, it, uh, was one of the absolute best Airbnbs but when you first walked in there at face value the ego didn't like it it didn't want it it wanted to have those external things and you know i had to i had to crumble i had to dismantle another part of myself and and it was beautiful and and just even recently on our way here to Corfu, um, a couple weeks ago, Becca and Alexia had gotten a place and we went and stayed with them. And, you know, it was fucking hard. Like everything was hard. Again, the water, the bath, the garbage, the shit was fucking weird. And, you know, my body was fucked. I wasn't feeling, my body wasn't feeling optimized. And, you know, we didn't see it till we saw it. And we, we moved out of there. We were being, watched on cameras and monitored. And it was very, very earth one. But again, at nine o'clock at night, an email came through. And here we are all of us e-transferring every ounce of money that we have to get back to the frequency that aligns for us. And yeah, lost money there too, quote, unquote, lost money. But what we're showing you is, we constantly are, and it's that quote that you've been saying, what is it? It's the experience or the action more than the Sometimes it's the
0: action more than the the intent. Oh my god, now you've got me confused. Yeah, you. you're
1: like it's the <laughs> oh sorry, we can't remember. It's the sometimes it's the action that's more important than like the outcome or the Yeah. Something, something around like that nature. That. God, He's I'm, been, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it was
0: super, super deep. It was. It
1: was it was an amazing amazing quote, but we moved back into this new Airbnb that matched a frequency and right before we left that that happened the week the week fucking days before we left to come here to Corfu and all of us were like what a fucking phenomenal experience where were we wow the change in frequency the choice points how how did we get there like what did we learn while we were there yeah holy fuck we might have lost x y and z in, in dollars but just to see you know Becca's growth for example in the fact that being like okay I lost that and not be fucking spitting about it and fucking devastated about it, the growth that you move up as a being when you start detaching and doing everything from from feeling and frequency is how you start to live in those higher floors and how you start to live from from inside you.
0: Well, with the right intent, whatever you lost comes back to you double
1: exactly we've done
0: we've done the made those choices lots. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I really would like to touch on since we're talking about the other place is because we were leaving, we knew we were leaving. Um, we left Ren. Yeah. We left Ren. So like in, in my head, I'm like, okay, like Ren is staying with the girls. Mm -hmm. So this is perfect. You know, we're going to move the, the, the thought process was, and I can walk you through it here is the girls are going to move into this place. It's got a little tiny, little bit of back here, which is perfect for him. He can go to the bathroom. You know, we're going to stay there for the last 10 days before, before we leave. That means he's comfortable because like his people have left him there. Mm Mm-hmm. To just be like, oh, now we're moving again. Shit. I thought I had this all planned out.
1: Exactly. And it
0: was going to be such an easy transition yeah. for him. Now we're moving back to this other place like two days before we leave. Yeah. Crap. I was really hoping, you know, that he would have been set up to be comfortable in my head. Yeah. And now that we've even been gone, I mean, yes, he's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, the girls have sent pictures and stuff like that and they've said, Uh, we've talked about some of his behavior Mm -hmm. that he's waiting for us to come back through the door. But um, like we feel those things, but he's good. He's also, we've also got videos and pictures of him where he's smiling and he's happy. He's actually hanging out and doing things. I was worried he wasn't going to eat. He was just going to mope around all the day, but actually the opposite has happened and he's eating just fine.
1: And a testament to our frequency and living as a light. And I just want to touch on Ren. So January 15th is when I got the download, the nudge to finally come home. And I just want to talk about that briefly is everybody was gone that night and I was alone. And all of a sudden I'm like on the Airbnb app and I hear it and it's clear as day. And it's like, you're going to go home and you're leaving Wren. And I was like, what the fuck? And in that moment, I was like, I've never even gone there about leaving Wren. Like it never even crossed my mind Um, so, because why would we leave him? (laughs) Why would we leave him? It's that leaving on the 31st coming here on the first energy, right? Like if we're leaving, is it, we're going to leave all together. So that rattled me and that rocked me. And then Becca came home and I said to her, I need to talk to you about something. I got the download. I got the nudge to go home, but Ren is going to stay with you, um, and Alexia and stay with the aunties until we, until we get further instruction, I guess, further knowing, and I was pinged. I'm not going to lie. I was fucking sent. I didn't even want to tell her. I wanted to convince myself that it hadn't come through, you know, because it was everything totally different than how you had expected ha- it. I had expected it or how the ego had wanted it or how duplication had wanted it for sure. Duplication had a whole different way about it. <clears throat> Then Alexia came down and we told her and she cried and, and said it's time. And um Skylar came back from Mandarin and we told him. And then and then the six weeks to get here unfolded. And it was fascinating, let me tell you. Skylar drove me fucking nuts up until the flight was actually decided. And um, you know, he light checked me daily, being like, have you booked the flight? Have you done the flight? Is the flight this? Is the flight that? And then one night, you know, Ren was having massive diarrhea during the slingshot energy. And I was up at like three in the morning and it dawned on me to go onto Facebook and type in something about Corfu. And then I saw that the dates that had come to me the runway was closed. And and Skylar literally is the runway. So we had worked on his body and all that. So the runway in Corfu was closed down for 10 days as there's only one runway onto the island. Um, so then the dates changed and it was February 28th. So it was a bittersweet and very emotional and very wow six weeks to get here um for me personally from the second i knew we were leaving my quote unquote joanne boat joanne snake went on steroids and i have been working through every goddamn fuck narration of dying flying and the stories that i would hear would you know were insane and then it was things like you're never gonna have eggs benny again you know, you're gonna never experience beautiful home decor again. And like just the narrations that were coming out were absolutely fucked. And then of course, over the fact that we were leaving Wren, I can't even tell you <clears throat> the pull and the stories when I would see him laying beside me or watch him laying in bed to Skylar, where I'd be like, stay. Why are you going? Who leaves their dog? And I really feel that this is important for people to hear because, when you can get past these narrations and the poles outside the plane of, you know, letting things go, your life changes. <clears throat> and that was just really, really, really hard and mastery work to stare at your baby, your pet and anyone who has a dog or, or pets can relate and leaving them it 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 was just it was it was very challenging and i know skylar went through his own journey with that you know your last walks your goodbyes but you had really processed it and maybe you can share just a gist of that because i feel people you know really have an illusion about about what it takes to to live on the higher floors and have the bliss of things you have to make these decisions as you kind of like Super Mario your way up through the levels. It doesn't mean forever. It just means for right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, once we got told we were leaving, I know I spent a lot of time saying goodbye to Kelowna. Um, Every single walk with Ren, essentially, you know, taking some time somewhere. I mean, I don't want to say it was the whole entire time there was pockets of it when I would try and do it and be aware of like, this is like, this is my last walk with Ren or this is my last trip around the block and seeing this thing, like how am I looking at it? Like am I actually taking it all in? Like I said, it was nothing I did 100% of the time. I would say 30% of the time, maybe over the last six months, 10 months. But then let me tell you, the last walk that I took with Ren, we had about 30 or 40 minutes before we actually had to leave to go to the airport. Um, So I took him out and I was good. It felt like every other <laughs> single walk, yeah. honestly, until we we started to turn around, and then it really, really started to hit
1: mm-hmm. that this
0: was the last time I was going to be able to do this for a bit. Mm-hmm. And just watching him sniff trees and and take his time and just be a dog that he has been so wonderfully the last seven well, years. Seven years. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. Like I'm 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 really going to miss him.
1: Yeah.
0: But I allowed myself to feel those emotions so like I'm walking down like one of the main streets in downtown Kelowna like tears streaming out of my eyes because I'm leaving my 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 baby behind Mm -hmm. and even when I got back up into to the condo and I had to say goodbye to him and I'm cleaning off his paws and stuff like that he just kind of like gave me like a lick and just Sauntered into the living room and sat down. Like yeah. <laughs> it was very sad. It was very emotional. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> you know, it's one thing you had to feel, mm-hmm. and no matter amount, no matter the amount you think you know what that's going to feel like when you live it. When when you live it, it's it's close, but it's definitely different
1: well, as a conscious being, it really amalgamates a lot more seamlessly than it does in the avoidance and the unconscious state of being. And, you know, Ren, Ren will meet, meet up with us again. And even if, even if, even if the ego, even if the journey unfolded and we never, ever saw him again, you know, that's, that's, that's being a conscious being and really processing and loving and, and, experiencing every moment. Like it's the only moment that you're going to have ever again, you know, and living in those moments versus those some days. And that that's, that's why we do the work. Is it not, you know, it's, it's so easy. And we had so many conversations about this, to hold ourselves back in life because of the attachment to something outside of us. And, you know, every ounce of us could in any other point in our life would have been like, okay, yeah, we're going to stay because of a dog or we're going to stay because of a house or or we're going to stay. Or we can't go. Yeah, or we can't go. And we really had to face that. And what a perfect trajectory to this journey is we had to leave on a commercial plane without our dog. Yeah. You know, and... It couldn't have been a more beautiful um, ego collapse for the both of us, and you know, externally for people to look at themselves and be like, "Where are you at? If you had to um, walk a similar journey, you know, it shows you the attachment still. It shows you the layers that you still need to work through, and and I feel things, that it's just the things you need
0: to process. The things rather than you just need like, to
1: process. You know? there's a big
0: difference being between saying like, "Yes, I could leave my my dog. I yeah. could leave my whatever." To actually feel that process is a big difference.
1: Big difference, and and really, and to be
0: okay with it on the other side of making that choice.
1: Yeah, and even with me, with my narrations about dying in a plane, you know, um, obviously we know it's like snake now, but I one night downloaded the fucking flight tracker app and literally looked at the planes flying over the ocean and felt into the planes flying over the ocean felt myself being in the plane that was like literally over the water and, and went there. And, and that makes for the path and the journey to be easy versus this jarry I don't want to look at it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to feel it um, situation. So that's the cliff notes of the last 10 months. And I would say, for myself personally, I can't speak for Skylar, but I would do the last 10 months all over again. And, you know, the pressure from the outside world, I guess, even like, like my specific family or people, you know, they're so excited when they first realize that you're leaving and then that fades away and then they don't believe that it's true anymore. And that's been my whole life, but I love it so much because, you know, that was a great experience. Um, Really, really, really watching the opposite for Skylar, who had nobody in his life. And, you know, that made me really sad and emotional in a sense when you came to me like a couple of weeks ago and you're like, or last week and you're like, I literally have no one to tell. Yeah. And, everyone, and that made everyone, me cry.
0: Everyone who, who knew. Yeah. um, Knew. Knew. The girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the girls knew. So yeah. it's like, oh, so I can tell the person cutting my hair?
1: Yeah. Um, like, he that. There was no one to share his his journey with and we had two complete experiences with that and and yeah do you have anything to say about that you know i just feel like i feel like
0: we can talk about that in, in another podcast yeah. mm-hmm. but i mean one thing i'd like to end this podcast on is the people that had an idea that yes. had a feeling yeah let's talk about that. um
1: that we just, were going and, and just
0: did things without understanding Because they felt it.
1: Yeah, let's just briefly talk about that. And so the week leading up to us leaving, I had said a post on My Reign of Liz that I had never seen the community so fucked ever. Like between DMs and emails, everyone was like literally upside down. And they didn't know why they were upside down, but I did. Because the grids were switching and we were in um, spiral time and we were leaving like literally in four days. And it was very bittersweet to watch you all and to know that we were leaving and you guys having no idea, but then to watch the people that literally were getting inklings. Like I'll never forget Arch and I came to a session probably three weeks ago, maybe even longer and brought me a fucking converter, a power converter. And I remember looking at her being like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh yeah, whenever you go home. And I'm thinking like, hey, you know, you just don't trust yourself. Or I remember we were leaving the last Airbnb before the new Airbnb and Rebecca leaves and she's like, I'll see you when you're home. And, you know, and then there was the, um, Sage had wrote an email and had said, you know, I just have this overwhelming feeling that that you're going home. And I ended up booking her to come and see me the morning that I left. And we had a whole great experience together. But that is the testament to all of you that had that feeling. You just don't trust yourself, you know, or you don't say it or you don't voice it. And I want to kind of bring that full circle with the experience that we had with Dirk. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: okay to have a feeling and just do the actions without understanding why
1: exactly well that's the post that i started this podcast with i had no fucking idea what i was writing i had no idea what it was about but i downloaded it anyways i posted it because it was asked of me and now we read it and does it not hit for today does it not encompass everything that we're talking about and the final experience that really just really really shows that you can't make this fucking shit up that everything has come full circle um was Dirk and Dirk you know has been going through it in his own journey and that's that's nothing to hide and he shows up for the session on the Sunday and we're leaving on the Tuesday and he comes with this big like paper wrap thing and Becca walks in with him and um I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, I have something for you. And, and Skylar and Becca go in the room. And then he unwraps it. And before he does, I said, what? Before you even show me what this is, like, how did you get here to make me whatever this is? And he goes, I just literally felt this extreme pull that I needed to do this. Um, and so I did it. So he unwraps it. And it's this beautiful, hot pink um, vase that he 3D printed And it had um, pearls all on the back. And then in the inside was kind of like an oyster um, shell with like all these like different um, jewels on them. And then a beautiful floral arrangement. And then what really fucking sent me was on the front. So I call Skylar and Becca out and we get Dirk to tell us like his download or his perception of this. And he went and bought these charms and they all came together in a pack, which is so fucking... Just our world as a whole and every single charm is a key element of our work of imagery Imagery. in our work. So it was all hung on a string with a pink pearl and and I'll post some pictures and there was a bicycle. And then there was the plane with a pearl on the, on the head with no string. And he said at the last minute, the string broke. So as you could imagine, my Joanne boat was looking over at Skylar being like, we're fucked, we're dead. (laughs) And then he had a key, um, an old round key with keys on it, which has been the key of me is the key of you and so much imagery with that. There's a beautiful postcard that said, I love you. Um, and then what else was there? Um, oh there was the watch yes there was the time watch which was a huge 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 thing in in the work and then there was luggage and we all just sat there crying while Dirk was explaining all this and he didn't even know that I was leaving that we were leaving and recording this right now he doesn't even know and I said when he sees this I really hope that it alters his trajectory in life, you know, to realize like he knows and that nothing matters more than, than the work to trust oneself and to clear out the pipe of that. And he's an example of, of all of you, you know, no matter where you are in your layers, no matter where you are in your journey, he just happened to listen to himself and create something in density.
0: He didn't actually actually, just interrupt here. Yeah. Um, as he was creating it, as much as he wanted it to finish, he was also hoping it would fail.
1: Yeah, he said that. He and said
0: that over and over again. He's like, I would just like started printing and like, God, I hope it fails. I hope it fails. Mm-hmm. I hope it fails, and it didn't. And it didn't fail because his ego knew. Mm-hmm. His ego knew that if that it was true, mm-hmm. even if he didn't understand it. So he wanted it to flop so that way he could just have an excuse to stay where he was.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it succeeded, mm-hmm. and now that he's finding out all this information. That the reason why the cord for the plane was disconnected was because it was already in density. Yeah. That everyone was going home. Yeah. And that what he had initially told us at the condo that first day is the truth of what that piece means Mm -hmm. and what was going on. Mm Because it was also interesting to witness the whole entire scene, is that the story he told us at the condo about the piece was right. Was right. Mm -hmm. And then later when he went home, he wrote an email and tried to alter what the story was about, mm-hmm. because he didn't trust what he said the first time
1: mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm.
0: trust, trust, and that is such a key opponent to all of this yes is and trusting yourself. you know what you know. You, you know what you know, and you know yeah. what you feel. Mm-hmm. trust into those things and
1: don't deny what you feel, you know. If, if Skylar and I can be the pioneers and the catalysts for all of you guys is it's like, what does Corfu stand for? And let me just go there to just end this all. Cor- Corfu stands for that density home. It stands for that knowing inside of you when you trust yourself and you don't deny the feelings and no matter what anybody says outside of you that, you know, this work is whatever, you can't deny, you can't deny it. And even the people that have left and all the experiences that we've had, those people, they cannot deny it. They were altered by the light at some fucking point in time. Their program and their ego just consumed them too much because it takes dedication, it takes trust, it takes work um, to get here. And I really want to say thank you to everyone Because the reason why we're boots on the ground right now, the reason why we're paving this way, the reason why we're here is is yes, because I said yes, and, and I own that. But it has trickled down so far beyond me now. You know, the sessions that were the we work, those will forever stand out in the most beautiful story of what this is. And, you know, this island, this timeline, this space beyond what your mind can comprehend was Taken from us in duplication. It was taken from us eons ago. And now we're here, you guys. We are here and we have it back. And when I flew into Corfu, I was fucking tired and it was a long journey. But I flew over and I'll post a picture of it. And there was this blue, blue, blue water. And there was one singular sailboat in the water. And I looked over at Skylar and I go, it's exactly how I left it. It's exactly how I remember it. Do I remember being here before? No, but I felt it. And then there was this second picture. And we've been seeing this recently in timelines, like this like landing pad that you could like watch the plane come in. And I didn't know if it was real, but clearly it is. And I took this picture, just snapped it, wasn't really looking at anything. And I sent it to Becca when we landed. And she zoomed right in and down on the landing pad was a man and a dog. Which if you go past it, it's Skylar and Ren waiting for all of you, waving at you. And one thing I've accepted on this journey in the last six weeks is that Corfu will not be for everybody. This is where the 1% will live. This is where we will sustain and however it unfolds, this this is where it will be. And not everybody will choose to live here. And not everybody will choose to experience this. But what will happen is majority of people will come here for that week, for that month, for whatever amount of time it is to then go back into their life and you know be the best conscious version of themselves that they can in this timeline of now. They need that place that can you know, alter them through the frequency through the experiences to to change their life. And that however, that's going to be, is going to unfold. So I just really, really want you to feel my words. And, and because of you, the we has now has now formed.